probably all be checking in with someone every now and then. After we, we imploded in the league last year, I wasn't right for yeah. a long time. Keep up to date with the latest WSL action and the biggest interviews. Subscribe to the Koi Gig podcast stream on the OTB Sports app now. Okay, we're here with uh, Rusha Littlejohn. Just mentioned to you there the, the player of the match situation here. I mean, let, let us know before kickoff who you think is going to be player of the match for, for Ireland next week. What's your early prediction? It's probably Katie. It's probably Katie because Katie's mum's been onto them already. So yeah, I'm sure that'll be already pre-planned. But hey, we'll see what happens. <laughs> is Katie's mum a bit of a tiger parent? Yeah, of course she is. Yeah, she's going to beat me up next time she sees me. But no, she probably loves it. She's getting the mentions on here, here, so she'll be happy. <laughs> is, is there a little bit of a you know a head to head between Denise and Katie about like who's actually going to pick up more of these player of the match uh, awards? Um, I don't actually know. Look, they, they probably they're so driven, yeah. um, and they probably do. They pr- probably would like them, but I'm actually getting annoyed at Katie right now because. Um, I've had to fill up a box of her player of the match and like just awards and like over the last year she's got so many that have been sent to the house. I've not got space for them, do you know what I mean? And they just collect dust, so I'm trying to box them up and put them under the cupboard right now until we get our own place. I might allow her to put them out. So yeah, I'd be happy if Denise gets more right now just for that reason. Just they're dust collectors, so I don't I don't need them right now. Yeah. To declutter basically. To declutter, yeah. I'm quite clean, I'm quite organised, so if it doesn't look neat and tidy, it can't be there. And in this new place we're in it's quite small, so there's no place for them, so Another way to combat that is there is a fixture coming up, Aston Villa against Arsenal, that could uh, potentially, you know, scupper one medal. I mean, obviously you've probably seen the goal she scored against Villa last time. I was injured actually, so I was in the stand watching it, and um, I'd seen our goalie kick the ball out, and she's actually great at kicking the ball. She's got she's left and right foot, but she's I must hit this one. It lands right to Katie, and she lobs lobs our keeper, and yeah. And then the celebration, I was just like, ah, oh, go away. But I mean. That's it, that's what she can do. She's quality, so that's what she can do, yeah. yeah. Um, when it comes to Villa, are you in a situation now where you're looking up rather than down? Yeah, um, obviously we got three points at the weekend, so I think it's. I think we're safe, like we are safe, but we'd like to get more points on the board. But after camp, we've got a tough run. We've got United, we've got Arsenal, and then we've got Birmingham, so it's, it's going to be tough, but it'd be nice to get a few more points on the board and um, just keep pushing up the, up the table. Yeah. Next season, then, is it going to be targeting mid-table? How, how do you, I guess, go from a, a team who are battling relegation to, to, to looking towards mid-table? Because what's getting promoted is pretty good as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, the team's coming up. Obviously, Liverpool coming up. We know a few of the girls, too. It's quality in their squad. So, But like when you come into this league, it takes a bit of time to get adjusting again, getting used to. We found that um, ourselves. We're in a good place, but I think next season, you know, when you look at our squad on paper, it's actually there's so many good players in that Villa squad. Um, so I think, for, for me, I think it's, it's easy to say, not easy to say, but I would be looking to um, be mid-table. I just don't see why that that's not achievable with the players in the squad. Um, I think that's a good place to be setting our targets. You can't be going into a season looking at less battle for relegation. I mean, that would be, kind of defeat the purpose of sport, wouldn't it? Exactly. Look, look, different teams and different clubs are in different situations, but like I said, with the, the squad we have right now, we, we can't just be looking to survive. Look, we've survived this year survived last year so it's time you, you've got to start climbing up the table and obviously we've got a wee bit further up the table this year and then next year we have to push on again so there's no reason why we can't be mid-table Yeah. Uh, in the context of next week Rusha I was interested in chatting to you about your time in Norway mm-hmm. uh, obviously the, the countries are all different in Scandinavia but is there a theme that you've noticed uh, amongst those three Scandinavian nations that all three of them are in the top 15 in the world at the moment when you were there were you looking around saying right okay this is just a little bit of a cut above what, what I've seen before I think the thing with the Scandinavian teams, they've always been maybe ahead of some nations like ourselves in terms of how athletic they are. They're all 
athletic, they're all athletes, but they always have been. I think that was one thing that I would say it's almost more physical, but I think we've now got up to speed of that, where a lot of the girls here are now, are now full-time or playing in professional environments, which makes it a lot easier to be at that level. Um, and then obviously the, the Scandinavian teams have been there, and now they, they play good football too. Some of them are quite direct, um, but look, Sweden's going to be tough. They're, they're not number two in the world for no reason, so it's going to be a tough game. We respect them, uh, but it's exciting. Mm-hmm. So the, the technical aspect isn't the issue at all? If I'm, if I'm being honest, I don't look at... Um, I don't look at the Scandinavian teams and think that they are more technical than ourselves. I think when you look at our squad and you see the players that we have, like there's some girls that can put the ball in the air and just bring it down in one touch. Like we are technical too, so that's that's not what I fear. No. And then when it comes to the athletic differences, how long does that take? Like, say, for example, if somebody's playing uh, amateur football in Ireland, is it one season, two season if they got a WSL move, or is it years and years of work on that level? It probably depends on the individual. I think it depends on the individual. Um, for myself, it took me probably a few seasons to get up to speed. There's, there was times when I look back now, we, the girls in the squad all have a, a laugh and joke at some of our own pictures, and I'm probably carrying a good few pounds. I shouldn't right. be, um, but at least I didn't get pushed off the ball, you know, but <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't shift. So, um, But yeah, look, we, we've all came a long way. I think we're all athletes now ourselves. Like I said, we're playing in club environments. It's, it's full time, that's our job. So it's a lot easier to keep on top of that stuff. And then you've got the education around you with like your sports scientists. So... Like we know what we should be eating like 10 years ago we, we might not you you might have thought oh just have pasta but then you were having pasta for breakfast lunch and dinner and that's not how it works either so um, look we've, we're more educated now too and we, we know um, we know what we need to do so we're in a better place and even on something like diet something simple like that is the Republic of Ireland set up and Aston Villa at a pretty similar level at this stage yeah, look, the the Irish team now we're in a, we're in a very good place we've come a long way in the last few years Um it helps obviously with the girls being professional too at their clubs that obviously helps it goes hand in hand um, we've got the respect now with the FAI we've got that good working relationship now we're in a good place uh, the values the back is and they're helping us to try and push towards you know qualifying for a major tournament um, so yeah look it's good we're, we're in a nice place we've come a long way and we've still got a long way to go how much have you looked at the bigger picture than the qualification? I guess Sweden is literally in an island on its own in this uh, qualification window, which helps, but I presume it helps motivation if you're thinking about the bigger picture and the other pictures that are also coming down the line. I think, look, it's still, it's still achievable. That's it. We're in a good place. We're still within contention of qualifying. If we can get to a playoff place, that would be great. It's going to be tough going away here, but like I said, there's no point in us being in camp if we don't believe we can get something out of it. So it's going to be tough, and we respect them. But we're equally ready ourselves, and you know we know it's going to be tough. But I think we've got a good week ahead of us, good training, execute the game plan, and we'll see what happens. And then obviously we've got we've still got Georgia away, we've got Finland again. So again, tough games. It's not easy going away from home. I think the Finland game is at home in Tala, yeah. um, so that'll be nice. Hopefully, get a good crowd in. And it'd be nice to um, you know get something out of the game. So it's tough. It's not over yet. It's still within our hands. So that's that's why there's a good buzz. I think about the, the team right now. Imagine, like obviously mm-hmm. the Finland win was just such a massive win. But how big was also scoring eleven goals in, in one game? Like I mean, it's still just three points. But like it kind of said to a lot of people, okay, this team isn't one that's going to scrape past mm-hmm. some of the teams in and around it. Rankings wise, this is a team that's ready to mix it with mm-hmm. the top top twenty teams in the world. 
Yeah, definitely. Look, it was good for us as a team, as a squad. It was great for players to score goals. I was just saying um, earlier, like Denise got a hat-trick. That's great. She deserved it. She's such a good player and she's so valuable for the team. So it was nice to see her get the rewards. Um, it just, it's just a good feeling, good factor for everyone. It was nice for us to go out and, you know, I think it, I can't remember. It was under Sue Ronan we'd played a game and I think we'd scored a good few goals, but that had been years ago. So it was nice now under Vera. Like, we've been working hard. Obviously, we, you know, we're a very defensive team when we have to be, but it was nice to see that what we're working towards, we're trying to get better in possession, we're getting better, getting higher up the pitch, so it was nice to actually punish a team and put so many goals by them, so it was really good for everyone. Yeah, I can imagine. Listen, Rusha, good luck next week, great chatting to you. Thanks a million. Thanks very much. Cheers. Cheers.